Hey guys, Chris G from the Line Begins to Blur podcast. I'm here to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is an amazing source for anybody interested in starting their own podcast. It's easy and it's freaking free. That's right, it's free. They have some creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need all in one place to make an amazing podcast all in one freaking place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started now. Hope you guys take it up and have fun. Take care. Hearing creaks coming from your closet, rustling outside your window. Did you hear guttural woots or wood knocks deep in the woods during your last camping trip? Ever seen strange lights in the sky? Ever feel like someone or something is in the room with you? Rest assured, you are not alone. We are not alone. Take a dive into the strange, unusual, and hauntingly true. You've stumbled upon the Line Begins to Blur podcast. Join your host, Chris G., as he explores the paranormal, cryptid sightings, supernatural events, along with a little true crime from the past and present. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning back in to the Line Begins to Play podcast. Thanks again. Welcome to episode four. And in this episode, we're going to talk about something that um, I personally have had a chance to experience and to go visit. Um, living in Southern California, I've had a chance to travel down south, and that's right. We're talking about old San Diego, the Whaley House. So uh, sit back and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy um, this podcast. But before we get into it, uh, let's start us off with this episode's uh, version of the World Weirdly News. Let's do it. We'll return to the Line Begins to Blur podcast after the following message. Hey guys, Chris G here. Just want to let you guys know the website is now live and online. Um, go ahead and log on to www.thelinebeginstoblur.com to submit your story. Um, I am currently in the process of setting up a phone line for you guys to leave a voicemail, but um, it's going to take a minute with that, so please bear with me. But in the interim, you can either email me at info at thelinebeginstoblur.com or just go to the website and submit there. Thanks a lot, man, and I hope uh, hope to see some of these uh, shared experiences soon. Take care. World weirdly All right, guys, so check this. The Texas Department of Public Safety issued an Amber Alert. Um, in the in the Amber Alert, it was described that Chucky, the star of the 1988 classic horror film Child's Play, um, 
as he's described him as the 28 year old redheaded suspect in the disappearance of his six pound five year old son glenn now those of you know glenn ray was born in the film seed of chucky right you know so and we both know how that looks um so anyway dad was clocked in at 16 pounds three foot tall in the description and according to the alert was last seen wearing blue denim overalls and a multicolored striped shirt and yet wielding a huge kitchen knife his race was listed as doll the alert typically sent out for actual missing children who may be in peril was sent out via email three separate times to subscribers on the texas alert system uh, at least that's what their local state tv department news reported um the department of public safety later issued a statement saying that the alerts were sent in error so this again a quote-unquote the alert is a result of a test malfunction, said the statement. We apologize for the confusion this may have caused and are diligently working to ensure this does not happen again. Well, no worries. We all know where we can find Glenn and Chucky, man. Just tune in to Shutter or Netflix or any one of your cool uh, online streaming and check out those Child's Play movies, man. They rock. All right, guys. Well, like I said previously, we're going to be talking about the Whaley House in San Diego, California. Um, it's an amazing place. But before we get into it, I just want to reach out one more time and say, hey, guys, if you have anything interesting to share, please, by all means, do so. Um, you can always email me at info at the line begins to blur dot com. Or you can now go to the website live online at www.thelinebeginstheblur.com and submit there. Uh, I'm still working on getting that voicemail message so that you guys can call in your experiences. Um, just bear with me. It's going to take a minute, but I am working on it and should be back online soon. All right, guys. <clears throat> so let's get into it. Um, first of all, let me go ahead and uh, give you a little history on Old Town San Diego before we get into this. Um, as we all know, the Whaley House has been through a lot and seen a lot. Um, and in case you don't know, you're going to find out if you're listening. Um, but I think we can all agree that very few other buildings carry the historical significance of the Whaley House. Um, it was built back in 1856 by Thomas Whaley Jr., who settled in California from New York during the gold rush. Um, these were the days of the Old West, um, back when California was booming. The uh, home was built on hanging grounds, and there were public gallows, and eventually would become a social center and serve as a theater, school, general store, and even a courthouse. It is located in Old Town, San Diego, um, which is now a historical district, um, with a few other businesses there in the park, um, and it's adjacent to Presidio Park, which was originally a military outpost set up by the Spanish. Um, it served as a primary settlement in that area for decades, you know, because due to its military presence. Um, due, by the end of the 1820s, the small town of San Diego was flourishing, so the Mexican government gave it the city charter in 1834. Um, it was around that time that um, California was made a state. It was actually made in 1850, and San Diego was named the county seat of San Diego County. And with this, San Diego began to grow again um, in downtown San Diego, not old town, downtown. And it was growing because of the shipping improvements. You're there by the shipyards and stuff. So um, a lot of old town back from those days have been preserved. If you go there now, 
you're literally walking in some buildings that existed then, that were built then, and they have remained practically unchanged to this very day. Amazing stuff. So, um, touching back on the Whaley House, let me give you a little history on the Whaley family. So the Whaley family were a bunch of Scots of Irish origin, and they immigrated to America in 1722. They initially settled roots in Plymouth, Massachusetts, and Alexander Whaley, who was Thomas Jr.'s great-grandfather, he was an American patriot and contemporary of General, General George Washington. He participated in the Boston Tea Party and later on fought in the Revolutionary War. He was a gunsmith by trade and used his skill to provide flintlock muskets to the soldiers. Because uh, they weren't as relevant at the, or prevalent at the time. Um, he, Thomas Whaley Sr. continued the family business of gunsmithing and served in the New York militia of 1812. He married a woman named Rachel Pye, whose father had a lock manufacturing business in Brooklyn. Together they had 10 children. 10, you heard me right. Well, makes sense. There wasn't cable back then, so not a lot to do other than, you know... So, um, yeah, 10 kids, one of which uh, was Thomas Whaley Jr., who was born on October 5th, 1823 in New York City, New York. Um, unfortunately, in the year 1832, Thomas Sr. passed like he kicked rocks. He said, I'm out. I've done 10 kids. You drained my ass. I'm, I'm done, son. So he, uh, <laughs> he passed. And in his will, he directed that his son, Thomas Jr., should receive a liberal education at the Washington Institution, which apparently at the time was very prestigious. And if you went there, that meant you can handle some shit. So he went there, he did his thing. And in 14, I'm sorry, 1849, uh, Whaley Jr. left New York. He left on a steamer cargo ship named the Sutton. And I guess it was, had, it was headed towards San Francisco. Um, they were on sea and they sailed for 204 days with one pit stop in Chile. And you got to get a little bit of that Mexican ass or Latin ass, I should say. Uh, well, okay, maybe not him, but me? Yeah. In July of 1849, Thomas Jr. arrived in San Francisco. Um, his education from the Washington Institution quickly helped him um, to find success setting up a store. Um, he set up stores with fellow businessman George Wardle on Montgomery Street. They sold hardware and woodwork from Whaley's old family business, Whaley and Pie, in New York. Um, shortly thereafter, a streak of brilliance, brilliance hit Thomas, and he suggested that they lend out mining equipment and utensils on consignment basis to all the miners swarming the California coast during the gold rush. Because apparently, shit was popping off. Um, it was a very successful venture, so because of this, he was able to secure his own building on Montgomery Street, build a two-story house along the bay, and lease out the old Wardell building. Well, of course, as always the case, misery loves. Co I'm sorry, success loves misery. So tragedy struck. Big shocker. Uh, in 1851, when arson fires burned down Whaley's buildings, all of them. So he was distraught and kind of fucked the shit up. So he's like, you know what? I'm done. He decided to relocate his old town, San Diego. I'm sorry. He decided to relocate back to old town, San Diego, based on the advice of Louis Franklin, a successful merchant who operated business in Frisco and San Diego um, and basically shared with Whaley like, hey, man, 
this place is it's it's the shit like do it you know it's lands cheap and i see potential there so he agreed and together with franklin whaley established very successful businesses there um with the fortune that they amassed from these businesses whaley returned to new york um and while he was in new york in 1853 he married his sweetheart his sweetheart anna alois alois delaney sorry it's been a crazy day my mouth is all fucked up um but yeah, he married Miss Delaney, the daughter of French parents. Once that went down and he got his croissant on, they set sail back to California and returned to San Diego. Um, once back on San Diego soil, Whaley quickly established several other business partnerships, most of which lasted less than a year. Um, and in 1854, Anna gave birth to their first child, Francis Hinton Whaley. Um, in 1855, Thomas's brother Henry came out west. He came from old New York. He came to make it big in the big old city and get rich. So he reached out to Thomas, and Thomas was like, Hey, bro, come on down. Let's do this. So Henry with his wife, uh, they lived with Thomas and his family, and together they established the business Whaley & Company General Store. Now, as you know... Um, Business among family or friends, never a good idea. So yeah, that's what that was the case in this instance. So this quickly turned out to be a bad decision. Um, unbeknown to Thomas, Henry loved drinking and was often seen drunk in public. Well, this often caused fights between the brothers. And once Thomas had had enough, he dissolved Whaley and Company. Now, of course, Henry didn't like that, you know, because that's his business. Like Henry's like, nah, man. Don't be messing with my money. You can have my women. You can have my stuff, but you can't have my money. So he got pretty pissed, and this led to huge confrontation between the two, the two brothers, right? And I guess after publicly challenging Thomas to a fight on the street, Thomas had had enough, and he decided right then and there that not only were their business ties end, but so would their family ties, and that was it. He cut him out. Henry was cut from the picture. No more Christmas gifts, Christmas cards. No uh, happy New Year's, nothing. That was it. Yastuvo. And uh, Thomas decided to build on. So, a little bit of history on the house. Um, in, late, in late 1855, Thomas purchased land that contained the public gallows. Like I said, this area was the public gallows and hanging garden. Um, and it also contained a cemetery. Cemetery. Sorry. I don't know what's up with my speech today, man. You got to forgive me, guys. It's one of those days. It's been a hell of a week. Okay, so let me start that over again. So in late 1855, Thomas purchased land that contained the public gallows and also contained the cemetery. While countless hangings had occurred on the property before the house was built. These very gallows were the location of the famous Yankee Jim Robinson hanging um, back at that time. Robinson had been convicted of grand larceny. Um, after his conviction, Robinson was set to be hung from the back of a wagon until dead. Well, Jim was a tall man, much taller than most men of the time, and this caused an inappropriate length of rope to be used for his noose. So the hangman kind of fucked up. He misjudged. Um, so having this mess up allowed Yankee Jim to keep himself up from, and keep himself from hanging completely by standing up on the back of the wagon. 
But uh, Robinson finally hung and died once his feet were pulled off the wagon. Now, not sure how true this is, but it's been said that he hung for hours before actually finally dying. Well, the fucked up part is Whaley had actually attended the hanging of Yankee Jim and was well aware of the history of the land that held the gallows. He knew the consequences, he knew the, the public vision and how people thought of the land, so he also knew that it was prime land because of its location and because of the diversity, diversity of the area, the booming that was clearly happening. And because of its history, he knew he could buy it cheaply. Yeah, that Thomas Whaley man, always a shrewd businessman, thinking. But you know what? I got to hand it to him. He had a point. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Whaley purchased the land and built a single-story granary that held about 300,000 to 400,000 pounds of grain. It was around this time that Anna gave birth to their second son, Thomas. Um, Thomas III, right? Um, so who they called Junior. Basically, so little Thomas III, they called Junior. And he began building a two-story house and general store addition to the granary. Uh, once construction had finished, the family moved to the upstairs level of the house. And the first floor, who was originally the general store, um, was also built. So they had the general store downstairs and their basically their house upstairs. Well, Thomas, not to be uh, real shy about some stuff... He really put a lot into that house and this house, because of which came to be known as the finest in Southern California. You know, he put like a lot of bells and whistles. I mean, apparently at the time, this house was the shit. Um, so once things were, you know, things after a while, once the house was built, things were going pretty good. They were going pretty well at first, but it wouldn't be long before fate stepped in again. Changed the entire course of the Whaley legacy. You know, after only a few months in the new home, little Thomas III, little junior there, well, he contracted scarlet fever, and at only 18 months old, he died in the house from it. Yikes. That sucks. Poor little guy. Well, it seemed that Anna was pregnant at the time with child number three, Anna Amelia. So, you know, you gotta take the good with the bad. It sucks. Um, they had a loss, but they also had... A fresh start, so to speak. If you, you know, I know it sounds a little callous, and I apologize. That's not what I mean. It just, you know, it, that's how times were at the time. You know, unfortunately, things are different now. But hey, uh, speaking of unfortunate, the general store wasn't as successful due to the fact that its location was too far from the town center. So Thomas changed the location of the store to the town plaza. You know, it was right around that time. Was, she did it not too long after Junior's passing. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> this poor guy, all this shit's happening to him, man. The general store was set ablaze by an arsonist fire. Well, between the loss of his little son and the family business, well, he said, all right, fuck, this sucks. I'm out. So he decided to pack up and move back to San Francisco. So... They packed up, got all their shit together, and rented out the house before heading out for Frisco. Well, um, this house was rented by Rob a guy named Robert E. Doyle and his wife. Um, they stayed in the upstairs house, but they never paid rent. Um, they were there for a little while, and they got away with it. Um, but yeah, the guy was pretty shady. He never paid his rent. 
So they were pretty much shortly evicted, and the house sat vacant. Blah, blah, blah. The house sat vacant for a period of time, and sitting alone in the area at the time, um, it because of the granary, it allowed it to become infested with rats and vermin. So, <clears throat> um, it was around that time that a justice of the peace moved in. Um, he began to manage the Whaley business and his business interests at the time. Um, Thomas had set this up in exchange for allowing him to live there. He had to manage the businesses. He had to work on getting rid of the vermin and all that other stuff and basically spruce up the joint. So this was all going down while Thomas and family were living in San Francisco. Well, the Whaley's had an additional three children while they were in Frisco and things were going okay. You know, Thomas was like, all right, cool. Looks like I made a good choice. Well, (laughs) yeah. Um, So as we all know, there was a huge earthquake in 1868. You know the one I'm talking about. That big fucker, right? So yeah, because of that, that sent him back to San Diego because ruined it. The earthquake pretty much destroyed all the property that Thomas had in Frisco. So he's like, all right. We got to start over again. Let's go back to our roots. Move back to San Diego. Um, and because of all this hardship and all the shit that's going down around this time, Whaley was having some financial straits. He was having some issues. So Whaley, not to be the kind of just kind of roll over and die, he um, basically tried to strike up a partnership with the Tanner Theater Troupe. So because of this, Whaley added the addition of the theater with the intention of having the troop perform nightly to bring in business, to benefit the troop, to benefit him and his general store. And, you know, besides the troop would be paying rent and stuff like that. So he's you know, trying to get stuff handled. But uh, sadly, the leader of the troop passed not too long after the theater was built. So the Tanner troop moved on, but not before a member of the troop in a drunken haze, accused his wife of cheating and stabbed her to death in the back of the theater. Yeah, so potentially ghost number two. Um, the San Diego County Courthouse covered the theater. I'm sorry, they converted the theater into a functional courtroom with benches that held up to about 150 people. Now, at that time, it was considered a huge courthouse. Now, 150 people is basically an elevator. But, you know, like I said, times are different. Well, at the time, you know, Whaley's kids are growing up and his daughter Violet wed and the marriage proved to be a huge mistake. So his daughter and her husband divorced and the distraught Violet decided to jump from the roof in an attempt to end it all. She couldn't handle it, man. She was she's like, you know what? If I can't have him, no one can. You know, I don't want to live without him. Yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. So she tried to end it all. Well, hearing her screams as she decided to jump, Thomas managed to get to where she was falling just in time to um, to save her. He caught her and he managed to, like, keep her from, from ending herself, ending her life, right? So he showed up in the nick of time and try to nurse her back and okay you know they were doing their best but you know what Violet was not having it eventually 
she finished the job. Um, she shot herself in the chest. Now, she had shot herself and was clinging to life. When Thomas found her and brought her inside to the guest room. And unfortunately, that's where she died in Thomas's arms. Oh, man, that sucks. So if you're counting, at this point so far, there have been a total of six deaths in the house. Yeah, six. So which brings me to the next point, the hauntings of the house. Well, there are tons of reports of disembodied baby cries being heard. Now, could this be little Thomas? Hmm. There have been many reports of Yankee Jim, often described as a wraith. Uh, many people cite hearing his heavy boots walking the old wooden planks of the floor. His um, Apparently a spirit is often seen in the master bedroom. Um, Mr. And Mr. and Mrs. Whaley, they seem to haunt the house as well. They often lock and unlock the doors simultaneously, mind you, at the end of the day's tour. As if to say, okay, we're done for the day. Um, I guess Thomas has also been seen smoking a cigar and photographed. I'd love to see these pictures. Um, there's also been sights of a female shadow who's been seen in the courthouse. Uh, they think it's Anna Whaley's floating spirit. And re- I guess in thinking that, there's been a, um, a note that Regis Philbin, while recording an interview for TV, saw the uh, floating spirit of Anna, Anna Whalen. So who knows? I mean, Regis Philbin to this day, I guess till the day he died, said he saw it. Um, or is he dead? I don't know. Maybe I'm killing him off too soon. But I know that he's cited uh, up until like recently, up to a couple of years ago, that he did that he did see her spirit. Um, and there's a ton of reports of cold spots in the upstairs rooms. Um, there have been a lot of orbs seen in the building, and it has a general feeling of sadness all over the place. Um. I remember one year, um, my fiance and I, we went down there to go check it out. We went across the street, had a good Mexican meal full of tortillas and tamales. Shit was bomb. And we decided to go across and check it out. Now, if you haven't been, I strongly advise you go and check it out, man. This place is freaking awesome, man. Um, The whole area, like the Whaley House itself, it's in such great condition. They've done an amazing job keeping it true to what it was like back in the day and we took a bunch of pictures and i didn't necessarily catch anything but i did feel a constant sense of like being watched and it's really tiny if you've never been there it's the house itself although it's very ornate the way it's decorated um it's a very limited walkway where you can kind of walk around it's basically you walk in, you go through the courthouse, the general store, through the first floor, and then, like, you go upstairs, these very narrow stairs, and, like, it's a very specific walk walkway, like a path you can take to, ch- uh, to check out the whole location, and all the rooms are covered with, like, a clear plexiglass to protect them, so you don't really have access to any of the rooms or any of the other things um, inside. But you can walk through them, um, if that makes sense. And we did, and yeah, I mean, we, you know, I personally felt like I was being watched the whole time. 
um, that's all I can really count for now. Was it creepy? No, not really, but I did feel like I was being watched. My girlfriend, on the other hand, saw two things. She saw uh, what she thought when we were getting ready to walk up the stairs. She could have sworn she saw a man peering over the handrail, like from the top, like from the second story, looking down. And as soon as we started to go towards walking up the stairs, like he was leaning forward to look over and then he like pulled his head back and when we got up there there was nobody there now mind you we'd got when we did this this trip um there was really nobody it was early in the morning i guess the house had just opened um we were one of the first few people in the whaling house that day so um the few people that were in there with us were still downstairs checking out the courthouse and the general store my girlfriend and i were the first ones upstairs so when she saw that there was nobody up there there was no employees no nothing and she swears she saw a man um she couldn't really make out any details it was like a quick flash like kind of like out of the corner of her eye um because she wasn't expecting to see anything so she wasn't really her eyes weren't like adjusted to see anything so okay so when we're upstairs we i think upstairs too is where the theater is so when we walk through there she um she heard like a thump like a thump noise like something just kind of like like a sack of potatoes fell on the floor and again mind you it's just my girlfriend and i we're walking now could have been the creaky floorboards you know it is an old building it's been through a lot of shit but um she did hear a thump and she saw one of the curtains to the theater to the stage flutter like uh, like a breeze hit it like it was it was ever so slight but she said she saw it flutter and it didn't like move much but it did flutter a little bit when she called my attention to it i didn't see anything i mean it was perfectly still so um i again i'm i'm too busy looking around and and you know, hemming and hawing and like looking at everything and all i'm like oh my god this is awesome so i wasn't as quick to like you know she's like hey look look you know i i didn't see it i was too late um but yeah man it's it's a really great place um and like i said right next to it you know right there's presidio park man there's um like you have like a museum you have some museums there you have like what was once an old wells fargo um i mean it's just the area is beautiful man it's it's amazing um there's small businesses there and while you're there there's like a like an open area like kind of like a little bit of a like a park or field right there's benches and stuff and people kind of like sit there and kind of hang out um and then there's like an old mexican restaurant inside huge outdoor mexican restaurant and along the walkway there's all these stores and they sell these amazing spanish tiles and brick bracks and knickknacks and sugar skulls and all kinds of cool shit for you to check out and they have like sweet stops sweet stores and, and all this stuff but there's like a, a place there that sells tea, iced tea. I mean, you can buy it, you know, made there and you can drink it as you're walking around, but you can also take it home. Now, if you go, I forgot the name of the business. I mean, we've been, it's been years since I've been there, um, but you'll know it. Once you go in, you'll see it. It's the only place there that sells it sells coffee and tea. They have this amazing blood orange tea as an iced tea. Trust me. Try it it'll fucking blow your socks off it's fucking great it's refreshing as fuck <laughs> it's amazing i know this has nothing to do with spooks and kooks and shit but if you go trust me you're gonna you're not gonna regret it 
Um, but yeah, there's a magic store there. At least there was. You know, this was before the pandemic. I don't know how COVID has affected these businesses. I hope it hasn't impacted by by too much, man, because it would be a real shame to have lost these businesses. Um, this fucking area was like, it's, it's amazing. Um, the only thing I will recommend, though, they do have an outside restroom, like a public restroom out there. Yeah, I'd stay away from that. Yeah, I mean, because you have local homeless and, and people that kind of do their thing in there. Um, unfortunately, one day I just I couldn't hold my, my shit and I had to go pee. And I walked in on some stuff, man. I, I won't share on this, but um, yeah, it was kind of kind of nasty. Um, but yeah, stuff goes down in there. So I stay away. Other than that, everything else. Amazing. Um but yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, just wanted to share um, my experiences with the Whaley House. I mean, me being there, I don't really have much to share. But you know, I'm fucking interested in, in the history and, and everything that's gone down there. Um, I wish I had more information on some of the hauntings and stuff like that. Um, I definitely can, can circle back and touch back after you know find out a little bit more. I just wanted to share what I did know, what I had already. Um, Again, if you have anything, you, you know, if you've had any experiences down there, if you've checked it out, if you have anything to add, please let us know. Um, I'd love to circle back and do a, a part two to this. Um, otherwise, hopefully, if you can, come on down to or make your way down to Old Town San Diego, even one of the local restaurants. By the way, they're all amazing. Like, there's like three or four. I think one's like El Coyote, the other one's the. Uh, old town san diego grill or something like that and in the window they have women making tortillas by hand and you can see it either way anywhere you go and eat there the food's going to be amazing everything's great so just come on down check it out make a day of it you know hopefully this pandemic will ease up and restrictions will ease up and everything will be okay and a lot of these businesses like i said hopefully they're still up and running because the charm that they bring man like it's you can't beat it you don't you don't see anything like this anymore it's very rare so um make it on out check it out and uh let us know what you think and hopefully you'll have better luck at capturing some uh you know photography or video or or um kind of sounds or whatever you know uh paranormal stuff at the whaley house um so yeah that's it all right guys well thanks for tuning in um we will definitely be back in two weeks um until then hope all is well take care and i will talk to you again soon bye You've been listening to the Line Begins to Blur podcast with your host, Chris G. Join us every other week for new episodes.